Welcome to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and it is my mission to keep your creative spark alive, no matter how crazy your life gets. This podcast will teach you how to find the space to light your creative spark and fire up your creative side business. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us on Instagram at Creative Spark Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free calendar space challenge. Head over to creativespark.link forward slash calendar and learn how to steal time, prioritize effectively, and clear space in your calendar for creativity. Now let's dive into today's episode. You are listening to episode one of the Creative Spark podcast, and today we're going to talk about storytelling, specifically how you can use storytelling to make your business or brand stand apart from your competition. I'm an avid reader of business books and self-help books. And so at the start of each season, I really want to pick on a book to focus on and just allow that to set the tone for a lot of the episodes that I'll be recording over the next few weeks. The first book that I'd like to bring to your attention, and it's really informed a lot of the work that I've been doing with building my own brand, is a book by Bernadette Giwa called Story Driven. Bernadette's an Aussie and she's written a lot of really wonderful books, but Story Driven in particular is resonating with me at the moment in terms of, you know, building something new and developing a new brand and a new idea. And so owning your own story as a way to set you apart from others and be your unique selling proposition is a really useful way to start thinking about building your own personal brand or indeed launching a brand for anything that you're doing. Bernadette Giwar is a leading story strategist and author who is on a mission to help people find, own and tell the stories that set them apart. Now, how's that for a job description? Story strategist. I just love that. I think that's that's a terrific way to wrap up a lifetime of work. It's fantastic. I need to think of something just as good. <laughs> but again, here I am competing instead of telling my own story. So let's get into the book and the philosophy that Bernadette has woven throughout her entire body of work. There's a great quote from the book. Whether it's articulated or not, every business is driven by one of two philosophies. A company is either competition-driven or story-driven. Now, I think that's a bit of a mic drop moment in terms of quotes in books. I think that's bloody fantastic. Um, So it really, it just cuts to the chase of what she's talking about in this book, that you can be like the majority of companies out there which are looking to others to emulate, to copy, um, to rip off and to directly compete with. And then there's a whole separate group of people and companies that are just singing their own tune and, and writing their own story because they're, they're owning who and what they already are and what they believe in and what their passion and philosophy is and just walking their own path. It's so easy to be competitor-driven. I used to work for a very large supermarket company in Australia and, in fact, if you, if you know the supermarket landscape, there's basically two and so I worked for one of them and one day the art director brought in junk mail from the other competitor and held it up and they'd done some fancy thing where they put the prices in the I mean it's junk mail it's you know free catalogs advertising food Um, and they'd put the price into these funky little triangles in the the sort of corner of each of the the little sales panels and um, so the art director of, of my company that I worked for which is basically in direct competition to this company that they brought in the junk mail from they said we're gonna 
copy this. This is what our competitor is doing. And so we're going to copy this exact idea. And I just, that was the moment I had to leave. So I was not going to copy their triangles. I thought that was just ridiculous. So, you know, these large multinational corporations are doing it and uh, small businesses are definitely doing it. And so it's obviously the easy road to take and owning your own story is much harder and much more risky, uh, but much more rewarding. Now, I spend a lot of time online and I look at uh, many course creators and I also spend a fair bit of time in Pinterest and Instagram. Um, and I'm starting to see, you know, just every influencer and every Instagram set of images. It's just this dusky pink color scheme that's going on. Um, you know, and the, the well-presented brunette on the white couch with a cup of tea. And I'm, it's just becoming impossible to tell all these influences apart. And they're all lovely and no doubt doing great work, but they're clearly copying what each other is doing. I find Instagram in particular, but the majority of social media, it really sets us up for this comparison trap. A lot of people are looking at these polished, you know, sort of end results of, of what brands are publishing online. And then they look at their own messy lives and just you know, feel this real sort of sense of wanting what this other has. And so copying that style or copying that series of images or copying that, you know, sales funnel or whatever it is, is becoming um, all too prevalent. And it's just far too easy to copy what other people are doing. And, and the Me Too movement, unfortunately, can mean something, you know, very powerful and impactful. But also I'm, I'm seeing another Me Too movement on the internet, which is that, People are just copying what other people are already doing. So trying to live up to that aspirational image that other brands who are further down the path than you is very tempting, but it's, it's not going to get you anywhere. We read biographies and we try to emulate the lives of others. We spend all this time as business and brand developers looking for our unique selling proposition or developing our own personal brand that ends up looking and sounding like everybody else. So Bernadette's argument is in the power of story. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and she was talking about how, you know, she's also sort of disheartened at the, the lack of soul in what she sees as, as creative businesses online. She says people are following the step-by-step the -step method to success and they're actually missing out on their own soul purpose and their own mission. So while she was talking about it as soulful branding, I think what, her, what my friend Kim and what Bernadette are talking about is basically the same thing. It's tapping into what you're passionate about, what brought you here, what makes you different, and what lights you up. The key thesis in Bernadette's book is that you need to use your own story as your unique selling proposition. And she talks about purpose and vision, which is where you're going and why. She talks about strategy and how you're going to get there. And she talks about tactics, what you're going to do along the way. So whilst that shares a lot in common with many branding guidebooks, you know, how to set the vision for where you're going and then set the strategy to get there what she really does is talk about why you should stop focusing on what everyone else is doing and why your focus should be on making a difference and as a unique selling proposition telling your own story makes you unique and so looking back at the things that have brought you here and the things you're passionate about wrapping that up into a story that you can bring your audience along with it means that people are more likely to engage with you but it also means that you have a central focus for every step that you're taking towards your creative business. Bernadette then outlines some strategies for telling your authentic story because as easy as that sounds, just be authentic, just be yourself. 
for many people that's actually really difficult because we have spent so much of our life, you know, trying to conform and fit in and we've been through a traditional education system which, you know, let's face it, treats the majority of us like, you know, we're a student as opposed to an individual. And so we are meant to conform with a lot of systemic structures. And so actually just telling people to be authentic, it's not that easy. And also we're quite nervous about it because it means that, you know, you're putting yourself out there to be judged. If your stuff looks shiny and polished and like what everybody else is doing, then you're not going to stick out as being different. Setting yourself a goal of being authentic is actually very, very scary for some people and very risky. It means that you might divide your audience, it means you might stick out, it means you're putting yourself out there for comment. So now that you understand the power of stepping into your own story, let's look at some actionable steps you can take to apply the concept of storytelling to your own brand or your own creative identity. Bernadette uses something she calls the story-driven framework and there's actually a link to that story-driven framework where you can download a template. And it's a five-part strategy or framework Part one is your backstory, which is your journey to this point. Part two is your values, which are your guiding beliefs. Part three is your purpose, which is your reason to exist. And part four is your vision, which is your aspiration for the future. And then part five is the strategy, which is the alignment of opportunities, plans and behavior, how you'll deliver on your purpose and work towards your aspiration while staying true to your values. So All of that sounds easy in its five-part framework, but it can actually be quite difficult to tap into some of those things and also to make sure that they're all in alignment. So let's look into each of those steps with a bit more detail. So obviously your backstory shouldn't be everything you've done for the last 38 years. That's, it's, it's boring, it's complicated, it's convoluted. Really your backstory should be a highlight list of the relevant moments the sort of epiphanies that have occurred to you along the journey, the decision-making moments, the moments where you overcame struggles, where you've learned things. There might be to do with the people that you've interacted with, the lessons that you've learned along the way. There might be some mentors. Um, there might be some proudest moments. All of these things that are really, you can really only identify them when you look back. At the moment that they're happening to you, they might feel like the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And it's only when you move forward and have that reflection moment that you can look back on your backstory and really make sense of it. So whether you're building your own brand or not, taking the time to actually stop, turn back and look at the journey that you've already been on and identify those pivotal story point moments. It's a useful process to go through anyway, just in a, a journey of learning. But if you're really looking at building an authentic brand, building a creative brand online, or even just sort of building your own personal identity, it's really useful to look back over your life and collect those backstory pivot moments. Even if you're not building your own creative identity, but you're actually working for a business or a company, telling the company story can be just as valuable. You might want to talk about the founders of the company or how the company came into existence. You might want to talk about some key players and what were the influences. You might want to talk about the reason for some of the products to be developed or some of the services. So once you've identified some key pivotal moments in either your backstory or the backstory of your business or brand, Bernadette recommends that you move on to values, which is where you look at your guiding beliefs. So in the book, she's provided a list of values, but if you go online, and just Google values list, um, hundreds pop up. So they, you know, they list of things like grace, happiness, 
honesty, individuality, loyalty, morality, freedom, generosity, courage, determination, empathy, and so on. So these are values that might be guiding principles for yourself. They might have been things that you've identified as being things that you really carry with you in your life. It might not be something that you value as important, but it's something that you've demonstrated throughout those pivotal points in your backstory. A lot of businesses also look to values to help align everybody who works for the company. So by listing these values out, it means that people who are employed to work at the company can identify with those values and decide whether they're a good fit for the company or not. So a values list is useful for internal branding, but also then external branding. When it comes down to identifying your own personal values or the values of the company or brand that you're building, it doesn't have to be too complicated. You can just circle the ones that resonate with you. It's as simple as looking at a list of values and picking three or four that really kind of resonate with you as opposed to the rest of the words, which, meh, you know, you can take them or leave them. It really is that simple. If they resonate, then circle them, record them, and move on to the step three of the framework. So step three of Bernadette's framework is purpose, which is your reason to exist. So she has a list of 10 questions that you can answer. What's the thing you're most proud of? Who inspires you and why? Who influences your work and why? Who would you like to be an inspiration to? What's your audience's story? If you could achieve one thing next year, what would it be? Why is that goal important? What change are you trying to create? What makes your work important? And what's the reason your business exists? So it's a really you know, practical list of looking at why you actually exist. Because a lot of creatives want to start businesses and it's about them. It's about wanting to express their creative voice. So there's nothing wrong with that as a purpose, but you need to identify whether it's about yourself and your own work and your own creative journey, or is it about your audience or your customer? Just understanding the purpose, the reason that you or your business actually exists. So step four on the list is vision, which is your aspiration for the future. So if the purpose is your reason to exist, vision is your aspiration to the future. So it's sort of like your reason to exist in the future. So it's all about goals. It's all about what you're trying to achieve in the next five to 10 years. Also about the legacy. What's the point of this in the future in terms of what you're gonna leave behind? You might also want to look at how you're changing people's lives for the better. So a purpose-driven vision is a terrific vision. So actually looking to the future and what you want to achieve over the next five years. The final step of Bernadette's story-driven framework is strategy. So that's literally the plan. You've got your backstory, so the journey to how you got here. You've got the values, which you are guiding beliefs. You've got the purpose, which is your reason to exist. And you've got your vision, which is your aspiration for the future. So the strategy is the alignment of all of these things and the steps you're going to take to get there. Bernadette divides the strategy into what, who, how, and then alignment. So obviously bringing all those things into alignment to make sure that you're not necessarily heading for a goal that is out of alignment with your values, for example. So if you're interested in tapping into storytelling as a way to develop a unique selling proposition for your own creative identity or for a brand or business that you might be building, I highly recommend Story Driven by Bernadette Jiwa. I'd also recommend downloading the Story Driven framework and just applying those five steps in the framework to your own life and your own experience and see if they really help shape out the way that you can tell your own story and craft your own vision and develop a strategy moving forward for the future.
I hope this episode has helped show you how you can use your own story as a key point of difference rather than trying to find ways to directly compete with other brands or businesses or even other people. Head to creativesparkpodcast.com forward slash blog forward slash episode one and look for the links in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to go a little deeper, head over to creativesparkpodcast.com for all the resources mentioned in this episode. Please also head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Remember to subscribe while you're there because it's easy to miss episodes when they pop up every few days. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and I will be back again very soon with another Creative Spark to light up your day.